This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name's John. I am sitting at the table with Aaron. Aaron, first off, how are you, man? I'm doing good, John. I'm, as always, I'm excited to be in here again. Very excited. And I'm really excited today because we have a guest. Absolutely. Today, first off, today, guess what, guys? This is episode 100. Woo! 100. Can you believe it? We started this uh, so long ago. Have not yeah. missed a single week in 100 weeks. I mean, I'm pretty proud of that. That's pretty impressive, I have to say, because a lot of podcasts ebbs and flows, but I don't want to bury the lead any further because we do have a guest for you today. So, today's guest, um, I often credit this man for discovering me as a pro wrestler, I would say. He refereed my very first match. <laughs> he made me a cornerstone of his own promotion when he began his own promotion. Um, and uh, in the years following that, he gave me damn near unlimited freedom and trust when it came to my character. Um, and that, you know, that came with me being trustworthy, of course. You know, guys out there, if somebody's not giving you trust, I'll, I'll get to into this stuff later. But like, uh, you know, <laughs> you do that by building bonds and stuff. But uh, um, anyway, uh, when it came to my character, he gave me lots of freedom. His promotion has always been a safe place for me to try new things. And most importantly, he's been a friend now for nearly 15 years. He is the owner and operator and still performs for United Wrestling Entertainment in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, Brad Eubanks, Brad, welcome to the podcast. The man called Fuel as well. This is pretty awesome. Yes. Episode 100, man. 100. I feel honored A milestone. I'm glad that you're here, man. We we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do for episode 100, and I thought, well, we've been wanting to interview Brad, and uh, why not? He's local. um, He's got tons of stuff to talk about. Um, you know, it's, it's too late, honestly, like we should have already done this conversation, but I'm glad that we've got it on a milestone episode. Yeah. So, um, heck yes to episode 100. So we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff today. Before I completely dive into it, I do want to say, please head on over to Facebook, join our private Facebook group. It's at how to become a pro wrestler. That's all I got to do. Top that in the search bar, join our group. You got to answer a couple questions. Brad, are you in that group? Yes, I am. Okay. You can talk to Brad after today's episode. Yep. You want to you hear something interesting from Brad. If you're in this area, if you're in the tri-state area or further, and you want to come work for United Wrestling Entertainment, I mean, this is an episode you need to listen to, and you can speak directly to the man who runs it himself in our private Facebook group, How to Become a Pro Wrestler on Facebook. Join up. We'll talk. All right. So... Brad, welcome to the show. Glad I've got you here today. Um, you're still wrestling as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, isn't that wonderful? I mean, you're, you're, you, you started before and you're still going after me, so uh, kudos to you. <laughs> um, uh, you're, you're still in the game, so uh, I, I, I love it, man. I love it. You're still out there doing your thing. Um, I was at your most recent show. I was at uh, Showdown, one of your biggest shows of the year. I was there recently, did a little referee job myself. Speaking about Brad refereeing my first match, I refereed at his most recent show. Um, you've got an upcoming show when? Uh, Friday night, October 14th. October 14th, oh, wow. which when this episode comes out, I think will be just a couple days away. We'll promote it today on our actual page, but uh, when this episode comes out, I think you'll only have a couple days to get to that show, by the way. so yeah. But uh, that's okay, because this one's, this one's actually for Brad. This one's coming out next week, I believe. Anyway, um, that's great. Awesome. Still rolling shows every single month right here in Tahlequah. Been a staple running shows in Tahlequah since 2009? Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I got a message from Burnham uh-huh. uh, with Oklahoma. We, yeah, we had Burnham on yeah. the podcast. Yeah, yeah. He messaged me and goes, hope you realize mm-hmm. UWE is the longest running yeah. Oklahoma Fed 
I think, in history. That's pretty oh, wow. impressive, man. And, like, consistently. And I was consistently. Like, I didn't really even think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess because like I guess we've been running almost thirteen, almost fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this month should be fourteen. Yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah. Underneath us, consistently, right. WFC is like twelve. Yep, and then that's pretty much it. That's impressive. And I was man. like, "Hey, well, that's pretty cool." It's tough to to stay around a lot of times. It seems like you, without getting burned out and just like mm-hmm. throwing your hands up and being done yeah. with stuff. With that, that's everything in life. But right, uh, I mean the the trials that come with running a wrestling promotion even more so like because that's very it's nothing that i would want to ever do so <laughs> i don't i don't i don't envy your position but uh um, i'm glad that there are guys like you out there willing yeah. to take it on so we can go anywhere with this the first bullet point that i have on here that i want to ask you about is just let's talk about i mean transitioning from a performer to the boss uh. of a place like so like when in your brain are you like, I really think I need to start a company. I really think I need to start a promotion. And, you know, lots of wrestlers, well, I, I think, I've seen lots of wrestlers go like, I should start my own yeah. or something. But now this is a great time to ask you this question because you did the thing where all the, probably all the the the, the seasoned veterans around were just like, oh God, Brad's going to start his own promotion or whatever. And here we are 14 years later and it's still running. So yeah. to me, that's a victory, and you can, you know, you know, you, if, if it was your personality, you rub it in their face. But who cares? You know, but, uh, at this point, you're still, you are still running. So, yeah. what's the? Tell me about the thought process behind going from I'm a wrestler to I am now the boss. Well, I think it goes back to before we actually had our pro match. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's safe to say nowadays because if you yeah. even hinted at this, oh man, you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah. Raked over the coals. Things but, have changed for sure, yeah. Uh, Start in the yard. Right. Uh, we did call ourselves backyard wrestling because mm-hmm. right. during that time in the 90s, you know, you would see it come on late night TV, you know, kids stabbing each other with barbed bar wire yeah, yeah, and nail stuff. guns and stuff they, like they that. Really, it, was, it was, yeah, the way like, that they presented it at least was like it was super gory and terrifying. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but in... You know, we started having, like, our little mini shows, just us and our friends. Right. And they're like, well, let's start having shows. Yeah. And I just started booking. Like, okay, well, we'll do this. You and just we'll took over that. it. Yeah. Yeah. And we just started doing I mean, it was at my house, too. Sure, sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, but they didn't care. <laughs> it's it's interesting, like, that you're starting here because, like, I did all the same stuff. I was a backyard wrestler. I had a company, you know, a company, quote, unquote. I had, an, I had a backyard wrestling organization in my backyard at my house in a ring that I mostly put most of my time in. Never once, not one single ever time did I think, one day I'm going to start a real wrestling <laughs> Like that, that that's, and that's okay. That's different personalities because my brain never goes there and your brain was there. You were writing the, you're, so yeah. it's, well, you tell me. So you were writing the angles and stuff? Yeah. Your, like, yeah, okay. And here's what's crazy. You know, that's before internet Yes. was at at, at, at your fingertips, yeah, twenty four seven, and so oh, I didn't nice. really know how to do. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know how a wrestling ring was actually put together. Sure, I didn't know how to put it one together. Sure, so we just kind of made one out of some mattresses and right. rope. Oh yeah, and wooden poles. There you go. And you know, it's so crazy looking back. It's like, man, the stuff. If I would have known what yeah. I did, you know. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so. Finally, my brother, you know, Anarchy, yep. he uh, was working at a restaurant, 
and it was super late. It was working grave shift yeah. and or graveyard shift. And he goes out there, and there's these two local wrestlers. I didn't even know independent wrestling was a thing. Right, right, yeah. Like all I knew was, was similar WCW, yeah. WWE at yes, the time. But yeah. anyway, uh, but he did, and they got they went all over the place. And you got to look at it too this way. I, I didn't have money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was basically living at my grandma's house. Right. And then uh, she passed away in like 2001. So mm-hmm. I, it was just basically me living basically on my own right. as a teenager. And all I had was my friends and wrestling. Yes. Like, eh, school was an afterthought at that yeah. time. <laughs> no, finished school. But yeah, yeah. Um, of course. No, we uh, started doing this and our friends, we just started like coming up with different ideas and angles and characters. Right. And, we loved Fourth of July time because it was always outside. So okay. around from June to about August, we would stock up on pyro. So right, we had right. pyro. Yeah, it right. was fantastic. <laughs> How we didn't screw something up and light something on right. fire, of course. I have no idea, but we pulled it off. And <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, but then it was like at that time, you know, he was working graveyard. He met up with two local wrestlers, Daniel Flynn and uh, – yeah. Um, somebody that we might know, Big Smooth. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. no, I'm Big Smooth. Yep. I'll have him on here someday. Oh uh, yeah, another local he wrestler was, as well. Yeah, great guy. Uh, uh, he he was he was asleep eating eggs. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, it was his <laughs> tradition, his routine, and they gave him a number to Running Wolf, there who was go. my trainer at the time, and right. that was a golly March of ninety, dude, two thousand and two. Okay, we started training around March 2002 we went to a show or it was the night before and we get there <laughs> and here's another thing but nowadays it's you you have I mean it's more checks and balances and all mm-hmm. that stuff all right um how old are you yeah 36 and I <laughs> uh how old are you yeah, 12. 18? No, yeah. He goes, you don't, you don't tell him. Yeah, he goes, no, you're 18. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, no. You can tell him the truth. Yeah. yeah. We just showed up at a... I'm I, a 40-year-old man. Okay, here's what's funny. Yeah. Me, I'm the teenager, okay? Yeah. My brother is two years older than me. Right. We had a friend that was like three and a half older. Like, our friends were older than us. Right. Who did they make the guy to make the phone calls and yeah, do yeah, all yeah. this business stuff? Yeah. Me, I get yeah. thrown in my lap. Yeah. So it's not like, oh man, I want to do this, I want to do that. No, I'm trying to be Sean and Brett, not yeah. Vince. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I'm making all these calls, and he's like, oh, come bring Hunter Bucks and come right. see us and show up the night before, set up the ring, and we're going to work you to death. Yeah. We'll go up there. Hey, how old are you? Huh? Of course I'm 18. Yep, you're 18. Yeah, okay, yeah, here's yeah. 100 bucks. Exactly. And they put me, my brother, Terry, Magnum XL, mm-hmm. us four. There was actually supposed to be a fifth guy there. Yeah. And they asked us, do you guys know a Brandon Horn? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mercenary. Yeah, he's, he's a local. Yeah. Local <laughs> he well was actually now. supposed to be with yeah. our group. We, it was so funny because, like, warm up, do 10 laps around the gym, right? So yeah. So I do 10 laps. Now, luckily for me... I was fresh out of like strength training and football and stuff out of fresh out of high school or whatever. Well, my brother and everybody, no, they don't. Yeah, of know. course. Oh yeah, my yeah. God, they've never played a sport in a day in their life. They've right. never even seen a locker room or right. a gym or anything. 
And I remember Brandon goes, hey, you said 10 laps. I said, I know, I passed you four laps ago. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I was the only one that didn't vomit. And they put us through three yep. hours of nightmarish hell. That yeah. old school training style, man. I mean, there's there's some character building to it. And it not yeah. I say old school. It still happens to this day in certain yeah. places and different ways. But, I mean, I was right there with you, man. That's and exactly th- what I went through. Yeah, yeah, this was over 20 years ago. Yeah. And... We didn't quit. It was designed, yeah. the mentality back then, which I can go back 20 yeah. years. I mean, this is 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If I can go back and I'm like, oh, my gosh, we did this. Okay, that's yeah. crazy. Like, my whole mentality has changed over sure. the years. Heck, my mentality has changed over the past year. Of course. Yeah. Uh, but, no, we went through, and if you guys are wondering what we went through, yeah. it wasn't like we're just getting kicked, stomped, beat up. No, 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 no. No, it's. It was just strict cardio it was the the old harley race mentality like the guy that basically put us through what we went through yeah just got back from harley's camp right up there in st louis right. or wherever they were and yeah but anyway so yeah we didn't quit so they're like oh okay guess you guys yeah. are in the ones yeah. that don't quit yeah and get in here and take a bump and we're like i can't even move yeah 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 <laughs> I took a bump for the first time ever in a real wrestling ring right knocked the breath out of myself yeah but it wasn't terrible. Sure. And then we went from taking a bump to taking chops. Yeah. Which sounds brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the standard evolution. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's how my first night in the biz went. Right. I earned my way in, I guess, and didn't vomit, took a bump, and took some chops. Right. That was night one. Yes. <laughs> that's, uh, that's uh, I mean, that's... That's pretty standard for like that that era, at least. I mean, I I didn't start about three years after you trying to train, and I I went through the similar thing in a completely different part of the state. So like, yeah, I, I totally understand like that old hard hardcore style of training and <laughs> and beat them up and make them puke and uh, see who stays. Like that's what you did. You just hoped for the ones that would that would stay. Maybe or you did, or you hoped they left and just you know you got their hundred bucks. Like there you go. Yeah. But uh, well, I mean. Fast forward, let's go, like, I mean, so you've met me, we've done our thing, we wrestled in, in uh, northwestern Arkansas and stuff together a lot. and um, In the woods. In the woods, I mean, yeah, there's some crazy little towns. I've often, in my, <laughs> I've often, like, wondered if I should, like, vacation to Coal Hill, Arkansas, you know, like. <laughs> if you do, I, I'm coming even, with you. Could I even find it? You know, like, could I even find it? It doesn't even exist. Was that a thing yeah. about my imagination? But anyway, like. Fast forward years and years after that. So we've all we've done all that stuff together, um, and now I mean I so UWE your company that you've had now for fourteen years. Like um, I mean it basically came out of a like a personal necessity, right? Like it was just like I like other places are shutting down, other places are unreliable. Fine. Well, I'll do it myself. Like, yeah. you know, like that's really where it came from, right? That's kind of the way that I remember it at least. Yeah. Like I was oh, on yeah. board because I was in you and and Brandon and uh, uh, Anarchy and Big Smooth, who's Walt. Like I was in there. I was in y'all's camp from the get-go. It didn't matter. Yeah. Wherever y'all wanted to go, I was like, I'll, I'll be there for you. That's fine. So um, you started UWE in 2009, um, and it's still running to this day, man. That's super yeah. impressive. What does it feel like? What did it feel like that first day, that very first show? when you are suddenly the owner-operator of a promotion and you're running your first show, if you can remember. Yeah, it really, um, 
the mentality because mm-hmm. a lot of these promotions, people are coming to you now yeah and asking you like like big questions it stuff. was yeah. weird because you know a lot of these companies relied on borrowing each other's stuff sure borrowing each other's rings or renting yes. each other's rings stuff like that right first thing right off the bat yeah i'm like i don't want to be that guy yeah I want my own. I yeah. want something brand new because at that time, everybody's rings were like yes. 40 years old. They've been remodeled, stuff like that. I've, yeah, I'm all on board with what you're saying. Me now. in my head, I'm thinking I need to do something different than everybody mm-hmm. else, and I really want new. I want brand new. I yeah. want. I'm, I'm, I really want to focus on production and the look of everything. Stand out, yeah. I, Dude, looking back, I don't know where everybody is, all the religion or whatever. Yeah. It was certainly a God thing. Yeah, Boom. Yeah. We was able to get a brand new ring. And I'll never right. forget the day we got this brand new ring, man. We were like kids on Christmas. Absolutely. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it was so funny because, like, um, we were <laughs> we, this ring shows up on this U-Haul. Yeah. And we're pulling everything out. We're like, where's the ropes? Yeah. Because we're so used to, like, ropes being, like, 14 inches thick. Yeah, yeah, Cable yeah. or, yeah. like, a water hose or whatever. Right. There's these boxes. Open these there's ropes in a box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this? There's no way this is going to fit. And <laughs> I'm like, how does this go on? It's amazing. It yeah. was the coolest. That, I'll never forget that day, that Kids feeling. on Christmas, man. That's yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah. And UWE's, like, and then when we put it together for that birthday party, was yeah. fantastic for my friend Nikki. Yeah. And, but then here comes the first show. And yes. it was so nerve-wracking. Yeah. Like, okay, I, I got to make sure everything runs. And, you know, and I had gotten my feet wet with, with Center Pro Helping when we first started. You know, yes. it's like my third show. I remember we were in Wolf's living room, and mm-hmm. he throws me the pad. He goes, run a show. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, who do we got? And I'm just looking through there, and he just made like a couple of tweaks, and then there you go. There you go. Yeah. But um, no, man, it was so cool. It was at Job Corps. Yep. And I'm like, okay. And I'm, in my head, I'm thinking, future yeah i'm thinking of the future like like i'm trying to book six months in advance and trying to if you find your if you book to where you know yeah, where yeah. you're going you know where you're going yeah mm-hmm. then you just make the road there. then you like, could just yeah, make yeah. the road going up there you know and it was really cool it was nerve-wracking it was exciting yeah um and then all trying to deal with all this stuff and oh i gotta wrestle at this thing too yeah yeah that's so, where that's where i i see you and i i I have a hard time, like, even, I couldn't imagine doing it. So, like, if you are in charge of everything and, and like, I mean, I'm talking everything, guys. I'm talking, like, make sure that the skirts are on the ring and it's it's clean and the turnbuckle pads are even and the railings around the crowd and the chairs are all out properly and the music's working, the lights are working, and now the card's written, everybody's, is everybody here? Right. We have all the people here? <laughs> um, like, and then it's like, and then you've also got to go put together your own match and worry about getting into a not boss headspace and being in a performer headspace, which is tough. That's why um, this is, I'm jumping around a little bit here, but yeah. a decade later, um, I wrote a couple shows for UWE myself and took over while you kind of took a step back for a little bit. Yeah. And um, I was just I just wrote storylines, and I found in writing them that I did not want to put myself on the show 
because I was like, I can't do all that. I can't <laughs> yeah. do it. So like, I would be like, I'm, I would be at ringside with my tag team partner, not in the match, but like, I'd yeah. be like, I'm just going to be at ringside. Like, you know, because I was like, I can't put together a match and this entire show. <laughs> so I, I, again, I do not envy you for that. That's a, such a crazy position to be in, but you, you've been doing it for a, over a decade it's now. So yeah. funny you say that because mm. I, I think you, you probably remember this. When I made UWE, I'm like, mm. I will never be UWE champion. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. I yeah. will never right, be right. champion. Right, right. Maybe a tag champ, yeah, yeah. but never, never UWE the, never champion. The champion. Yeah. And a couple of years, like almost yeah. a year into it, Walt, you need to be champion. Yeah, yeah. You're being stupid. You're like yeah. stupid over. I remember. And I'm like, no. Yeah. And then. Because I, I, and, yeah, and you were the like, one that convinced like, me. Like I was the champion, and I was like, "That <laughs> only makes sense that you beat me." Like it's like it, it just when it writes itself so well, you just have to go yeah. with it. Like, but uh, it was natural progression, so there's no shame in that. Like, and, and maybe, not. and maybe we're kind of jumping around too. But, sure, go ahead. All right, guys. So for those that are listening, I'm about to, and I and I, I'm sorry if I sound long winded, but I'm about to just go through the rant of what a typical. Basically, the list of everything that goes into being a booker yeah, for yeah. a UWE show yes, and a wrestler. Right. All right. So, let's say the show is on a Friday. So, on a Thursday, got to try to ask off work. Yes. Okay, now i got to make sure I have help to tear the ring down, get it loaded up on the trailer, take right. it to, uh, oh, make sure my truck is running. Right. <laughs> Load up the trailer. Normal take- life stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, drop the trailer off. Take kids to school. Go to work for half a day. Come in. Make sure I got people to help. Load the ring. Get it all loaded up. Strap it up. Take it to the community building. If we get to, we get to set up that evening. Everything. The next day. Okay. Oh, I got to make sure we have tickets. I got to make sure that we have tickets at the door. I got to make sure that we have change Change for the door. Oh, we're having to do concession now. Okay. I got to make sure my aunts and everybody's getting the concession and be able to help them when they come in. Okay. Oh, by the way, before this, two weeks before, I got to make sure I remember to send off the event permit to the Oklahoma State Athletic yes. Commission. Make sure I have my own money to be able to do that. Oh, and make sure I paid for the fees for the last show. Right. Let's mail that off. Oh, oh, I got to pay for the building too. Go over there and talk to them and deal with whatever they right. instruct me to do or whatever. So make sure that's paid for. Make sure I have a key. Get the show set up. Making sure everybody, making sure that everybody's got. Ch- oh, merch now! Woohoo! We actually yeah, have merch. We have T-shirts. Buy yeah, UWE yeah. T-shirts. Set up. Yes. Oh, we need change for that too, yeah. honey. Can you go get change yeah. for this? So make sure all that. Oh, and make sure guys are still on the card because right. uh, you know you get those day of cancellations. Last minutes, yeah. So then have in my head, this is what I'm going to do. Oh, make sure the computer's working at the time. Making yeah. sure I got everybody's. Oh, hey, I got new entrance music today, yeah, so yeah, here's yeah. my new video. Yes. I've had this set up all night, so we got to change that. Oh, it's not working. We'll try this, because everybody lives and dies yeah. on that sword on their entrance music. Yeah. Good Lord. Oh, and then making sure that everybody's there. Okay, making sure I've got enough to be able – I'm going to make sure I pay everybody. Right. First time I ever – I've been the guy that gives an envelope. Yeah, yeah. As soon as they walked in the door. Right. Which is unheard of. Yes. So anyway, so doing all of this, making sure everybody's there, making sure the paperwork, everything. Oh, guys, show starts in five minutes. Let's meet up. Yeah. Where's the card? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Who's – oh, hey, I forgot. 
did I forget you were coming? No, you're on here. Thank yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the show. Okay, everybody's good to go. You're going five minutes. Well, I really had this idea. No, just do this. Okay, thanks. Oh, crap. My match is next. Hey, come here. Here's what we're doing. Yeah. Go in there. Oh, and by the way, I'm the one running the music, running right. the everything. Yeah. Oh, did we turn on the cameras on? I that's, mean, that's, that's typically. It's all those little things like like that would just they would drive me crazy, man. And I, I know that I know that you you power through them and they still drive you crazy, but like all those little things, I mean, I mean you and then yes, I I love the thought that wrestlers walk in and they they think something as simple as being like, "Hey, I'm going to change my music today" or whatever, when it's like, "Dude, I have to are there batteries for the microphones? Like, I don't care about your music. Like, I don't care about your music right now. Like, in the in the grand scheme of things, it's a very insignificant deal. But, um, yeah, man, I, I, again, I do not envy that position. But uh, uh, you pull it off, and you've been doing it for quite a while. So uh, yeah. I, I, we appreciate it. But, well, okay, so we talked a little bit about the day in the life of the promoter, which is, you know, that's another thing that I don't think people realize. Like, there's a booker. There's a promoter, and you do both. So, yeah. like, you also have to go out there and hang flyers and promote your company yes. and do things. You don't have, like, a separate person to do. You have help sometimes, yeah. hopefully, but, like, you don't have a designated, like, promotion guy to where you never have to worry about it. You know, you right. have to worry about that, too. Like, you have to worry about that. So, anyway, that's just another thing, another hat that you're wearing right now. You know, and it's not like I'm trying to run a dictatorship here and mm. – you know, I want it done right, if, though. Yeah, I want it done right, yeah. and having that person that's reliable. Yeah, yeah. You know, consistency is huge in this business. Sure. Indie work life consistency. Yeah. And you know, I've had some help a little bit, couple times. Yeah, yeah. You know, somebody be kind of running. But here's the problem. The problem is these guys are wrestlers too. Sure. And I, I need them to yeah. be able to do that because I need them to do this in the Booker mentality. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's tough, but it's funny because. When I first got with my wife, I told her, I said, get ready, honey. Here's what the day is kind of like. And yeah. she was like, yeah, yeah. how do you do it? She can't get prepared for what it's actually going right. to be like. Right, and I like, told yeah. her, she goes, how did you learn how to do all this stuff? I was yeah. like, you know, I kind of learned from what I've seen. You watch, yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's like if you ever meet an IT guy. Yeah. And they know all of this. I mean, they just start doing all sure. kinds of stuff. It's like, where do you come up with this stuff? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I just think it and I just do yeah. it. And I don't know if again, that's just... like it never, it never occurred to me to be to do things like this, and you're doing them. But I mean, again, like just like hanging out with the veteran, the proper veterans and stuff in the locker room and learning. Like you can learn if you spend enough time around. If somebody was interested in being a promoter for a company, I mean, they spend enough time around you, watching you and your element and stuff. Like yeah. they could, they could find some stuff out, just like you did with Running Wolf or, or yeah. JT was another one at the local promotion and stuff that mm -hmm. you could learn from. Like. That's what you do. It's all yeah. the same way. You get with the people that know what they're doing, and you learn from them. So yeah, well, you've been doing it a long time, so you know you kind of yeah. learned through the process. I'm sure. <laughs> oh yeah. We actually the yeah. last podcast was on like learning how to fail and yeah, what you yeah. can get from your failures. Right. Failure so I'm sure sense. there's like with anything that you're learning to do or getting started, there's things you say, "Oh, I should do this anymore," and you learn from it. Yes. And that's probably how you succeeded is learning from those things to make it better and keep it going. Yeah, it's it's funny because like I can go back and man, I'm our hard harshest critic sure yeah, I think that's, 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 that's all of us we all are. should be and I could go back and like I just feel like oh, I can't believe I did that yes. and somebody over here is like what are you talking about yeah it's amazing yeah yeah, yeah I know yeah. You, you know what I mean and, and I'm like that as a booker as well and, and right. like oh man I wish and the worst part is when 
you do a whole run through of production. Everything's going good. Mm -hmm. Everything's great. Okay, here we go. And oh, I have a fog machine that's on fire yeah, right, yeah, right now right. that I have to grab and chunk out the back door, which is what happened at yeah. show. <laughs> I, uh, I was there. I was there. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's it's crazy, man, to think about stuff like that. Oh, it's it yeah. is. And but yeah, it's it's like I don't know. Sometimes it feels like it's my burden and it's right. my gift. Yes. <laughs> somebody asked me, he goes, "You've been doing this for twenty years. Right? How long are you going to keep going?" Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I don't know. When you enjoy it, I mean, when you love something, you know, it, as as testing as it can be at times, it's it's still. Like you love it, it's your job, you know. But it's also like it's fun. You like doing it. It's passion. I mean, yeah. what are you gonna do? Like, and it's it's like it's been ingrained in my DNA for yeah, so yeah. long now. Like it's like, it's funny because everybody looks at oh Brad, he's the wrestler guy. Like they they think yeah, of wrestling, yeah. and then the older I get, oh Brad, he's 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 got his kids. Right. Oh, and he's got wrestling. Mm -hmm. It's like. It's never going to be Brad. Oh, he's just this. It's yes, always yeah, going to be yeah. Brad. Is this? He's got this. This. Yes. This. And wrestling. Right, and right. so, I don't know, man. Yeah, um, it's there. Yeah, it's part of you. And now yeah. it's like, there was a part of me that's like, I might be done. Yeah. And then my kids are like, yeah, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Ella's already planning to, uh, she's the Stephanie McMahon yeah, yeah, of the yeah, family. Yeah. So take she's over. getting ready to take the throne. There you go. Which I can't wait for. <laughs> yeah. That'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be great. I love it. I can't wait. Well, okay, let's, uh, let's uh, and on just before we transition real quick, I want people to know this, and if you don't take anything else away from anything today, like, I'm very passionate about failure, like, when you fail in things, and you're going to, you're going to mess stuff up, you're going to have crazy stuff happen, you're going to have matches go wrong, you're going to have uh, things, everything go wrong that can go wrong in a promotion and stuff, but, like, failure is super rich in information, so, like, we got to fail, guys. We got to fail and yes. we got to learn from it. So as long as you're not just sitting there staring at a brick wall, it's okay if you're out there failing. I would rather be, uh, and this this is a polarizing uh, sentence here, but like I would rather be running a thousand miles in the wrong direction than just standing still because failure is super rich in information. So I can learn something from going in the wrong direction. But anyway, let's move on. Um, I want to talk about something uh, really, I'm really interested in, but I want you to talk about um, being a booker and I want you to tell me about what do you think I mean what just tell me the wherever you want to start the process sure. of booking talent who you choose who you contact how you contact them what do you look for when you're trying to book someone I mean uh, I, I want to hear it just tell me the whole process of actually choosing people that are going to perform on your show and what yeah. goes into that well if you asked me this Back in 2010. Sure. 12. You're into it or so? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm like, oh, man, okay, his, his look. Okay. Oh, that's a good look. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, he's good in the ring. Right, right. Oh, man, he looks great. Yeah. Um, you know, you go talk to him, be like, hey, would you be interested in come down? Yeah. What would you need to come down? Right. All that stuff. Great in the ring. Yeah. Guy's kind of a jerk. Yeah. And over time, I'm like, okay, his look, okay, he could be molded. Yeah. You know, a lot of the times I was looking more of, uh, okay, they can sell. I think people can get behind them. Okay, yeah. Now, over time, 
right off the bat nowadays, if yeah. you want to come work for UWE, the first thing. Mm -hmm. um, of course, you know, you can look at somebody and be like, ooh, yeah. ooh, yeah, that yeah. looks great. He has the look, yeah. Um, and I don't think look should be even be on your list because, come on, it's, yeah. it's pro wrestling. The look matters. Right. Who's marketable? Can you, do you sell? Yeah. Can people look at you and go, I want to pay money to see this guy. Yeah, if, if, if well, they look great on a flyer. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, but nowadays, this used to be at the bottom of my list. And mm -hmm. why? I have no idea. Mm -hmm. But besides look, your attitude. What kind of person are you? Sure. You could look like a million bucks and be yeah, phenomenal yeah. in the ring. But if you're a cancer in that locker room, yeah. I, don't, I don't need you. You know, my friend Blake Turner. He used to be like on the radio, and he's he's a big musician. He's been in the music industry forever. He mm -hmm. does shows. There's so many, and it's so funny because when I'm sitting there just having a chat with him, there's so many similarities between independent wrestling yeah. and, and music, going to play music and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Anyway, he told me the story. He was doing a gig, and his he had this bass player, and he was like so good. Yeah, but he was a complete jerk right. to a sound guy. Couldn't stand to be around him. You know, yeah. Fired him on the spot. Yeah. He goes, don't be a jerk. Right. That changes everything. It does. So one of these things, one of my things now is, what kind of person are you, are you cool? Yeah. Um, and another thing, too, is like somebody that you can't really train attitude. Like you can kind of give somebody an attitude sure. check. But is this person coachable? Yeah. yeah. You've been in UK. You've been wrestling for 25 years. Cool. Yeah, are yeah. you still coachable? Right. Can, I, can you still, will you be able to be like, hey, I can, I'd like to try this. Yes. Be coachable, man. Be it's you know, yeah. so tough dealing with somebody that just won't budge on anything. We've talked about that on here before, everything that you just said, really. But, like, ultimately, you know, pro wrestling, regardless of what it's being presented as, the show as a whole is a team-based effort. Like, everyone in the locker room is on the same team. You might as well all be wearing the same jersey. You're there for the same reason to to yes, get yourself over, make some money, sell some merchandise, all that stuff, practice your skills. But when you are booked to work at a company, you are now an employee of said company and you should be there to help that place. So like if you are cancerous, like you said, in the locker room, or if you are just not a team player, then I mean, it's hard to bring them back over and over again if nobody's comfortable around them. Right. So, like, what's the point at that matter? Like, I mean, what's the point? So, you need people that are going to be cohesive and help you put on a, you know, a quality show. Right. I and mean, that's ultimately what it is. So, it, attitude should be a big part yeah, of it. Yeah, attitude is mega. I mean, and you could kind of get somebody like, okay, listen, here's what you need. Mm -hmm. Like, if somebody doesn't have good gear, you could tell them, it's like, this is how you get your gear. Sure, this sure. is how you do. clean this up, and I promise you, you're going to go, yes. you know, Back in the day, uh, I think Scholar Faden was one yeah. of the key things. He became yeah. our pet project. Absolutely. And you're both. Yeah. And, you know, he's doing a great job where he's transformation. At. Yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely. It's fantastic. Yeah. So people that are coachable are really the ones that mm -hmm. you can really put a lot of um, mm -hmm. time and stock into. Second thing is reliability. Yes, of course. You know, and... Look, people got their favorite companies to work for and things sure. like that. But as a booker, yeah, if I, I, you know, you've been booked, yeah, months in advance, right. And I've got these plans. Mm -hmm. Oh well, um, I'm gonna go work for this other company, right? So I won't be there, right? 
but then you expect me to continue these plans the next show. Right, right. And you get mad about it. Yes. Bro, I had you booked. In a, you know what I mean? It's like, why am I being treated as second place, yes. second choice, when I've had you and you committed already? Yeah. I mean, that's just one of the things that if you're listening out there, you're just getting started in this business, yeah. don't do that, man. Because that reliability, can I depend on you to be here? There was a guy I think I had booked for three shows in a row mm-hmm. and canceled last minute yeah. every time. And mm. I'm sorry, you're not reliable. I ain't looking at you no more. Yeah, and I haven't contacted that. that person since. You, you, I mean, I always tried to make it a staple that if I agreed to work for someone, I was going to be there no matter what. And if that, you know, there were times when I had to really... Uh, change things around and be like, hey, can I work first on your show so I can then leave and go to this other show that's a couple hours away or whatever? Like, yeah. that stuff's going to happen. But, hey, if you commit to a place, guys, you just got to get there. Like, right. if you're not reliable, if you're not dependable, then what are you? Like, if, if, if I can't depend on you to be there in the first place, especially after you commit and then just something random pops up, uh, I, yeah, so you're absolutely right. Yeah. You have to be reliable. And um, another thing, too, with reliability, mm-hmm. um, you're, there's got to be a, a, a sense of professionalism. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, if a guy comes in and it's just, I don't know how to put it, like, vulgar. And sure. Just being stupid. Look. We've all been in locker rooms. Yeah, yeah, We've been around this business. We've been buddies, you know. Right. We could joke around and have some fun, but if you're going out there and you're you're in front of the public. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? There's the public is out there. There's people with families. There's people with kids. There's people there's there you got you got church lady right here. Yeah. You got the non church lady here that is cussing up a storm. Yes. You have to find that balance. And I was going to say, everybody needs to have a good time. Right. Not, not just like, okay, I'm going to just completely alienate this person and I'm going to shout profanities and just completely ruin this yeah. person's time. Right. And, but make this person happy. No, you have, yeah. you have to find that balance. You do have <laughs> to strike that balance. I think that goes with being a team player. Yeah. yeah. Sure. We're all in this together. Yeah. We're all in this because if you go out there with this just me mentality Mm -hmm. and you go out there and you're just wanting to do whatever you want to do just to get yourself over yeah what does that do for the company because you're oh i can't wait to be back next week you didn't do anything for this company right right you didn't do anything for that audience craig uh niles plunkay yeah 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 he worked for our show just a few months back Mm -hmm. Like four days before he worked on our show, he was on WWE main event. Right, right, right. Yeah. He comes in and goes, What can I do for you guys? Yeah. One okay, this sounds great. Like yeah. he was open to do anything. He's a great guy. Yes. He goes, What can I do to help your company? Mm-hmm. That's what he he goes, What can I do to help you? What can I do to help your company? Right. And I was like, dude, this guy is awesome. Yeah. He gets it. And he had a blast. Yes. He didn't take himself so... Dude was WWE. He just got his paycheck. Right. And he's coming to work for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was such a pro. He was such a great guy. He was... You ask him for advice, he's there to help you out, all yeah. that stuff. Um, and then respect. I think that goes back up with professional. I will never sure. forget. There was this guy. He was super young, super green. 
rookie. And look, I'm not saying me and you are the end all to be all. No, not at but all. But we've been around and we got a pretty good track record. Sure. And I'll never forget, it was me, you, you have Brian Breaker, who was just fresh out of WWE NXT and yes. Florida Championship Wrestling. And you got Mr. Nasty. Right. Great, great mind for the biz. He's great. Absolutely. And, like, he's Super probably skilled performer. me and you, yeah. one of our favorite wrestlers to ever. Without a doubt. I watch him to this day and enjoy myself every time. Yeah, and he's one of those guys. Oh, my gosh. He's, he's phenomenal in the locker room. Checks right. pretty much all the boxes. Yes. And I remember, I'll never forget, all of us has given this this kid advice. Yeah. Be different. Do this. Do that. I mean, we're just... We're, he's getting so much knowledge from all of rich, us. Rich, rich knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. And five minutes later, I'm walking by him. He's talking to a buddy, and he was like, talking crap about it. Right, mm. right. Guess what? Yeah. To this day, I have nothing to do with him. Of course, yeah. Neither does a lot of other people. Yeah. Except one person, but, yeah. eh, you know. I mean, you know. It's, <laughs> you can work yourself out of the business really quick. It all way. goes down to, like, I mean, and Sam Stackhouse said it on this podcast, but, like, just be nice guys like you just be nice people are especially people are trying to help you like you know it's not criticism it's actual help it's rich valuable information and whatnot and we've also done an episode on here about trying to determine whose information is actually valuable so you can apply those rules but even in that episode where I said hey sometimes you're gonna hear from people and you need to just let their information go in one ear and out the other because who cares even in those episodes what did I tell you guys I said but you're never rude you're yeah. never mean to anyone. You're never, you're never, you know, you're always polite and kind and, and you, you just take the pieces of information that you can and you stole them away and you use them if you can. And then the rest, you just let them go. Right. But you never act like a jerk. Like, Which, I mean, it's, it's, it's you, that simple. And you mentioned Sam. I yeah. love Sam. Great guy. Sam, he, you know, GCW, all this stuff, mm-hmm. inner sensation, blah, 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 all this yeah. stuff. He's another guy. Hey, I'll be there. What do you want me to do? Sure. I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. Sam would go out there and do whatever I asked him to do. He gets it. Yeah. He, he, he's cool about that, too. Sam's great. Um, and I would say another thing, too, is the company that you're working for, especially with UW, know your crowd. Yeah. Know your audience. There's They're so not many, all the same. Yeah. And what drives me crazy, guys, is there's so many of these young talent. I hate to use this phrase. I, I try to not use this phrase because mm-hmm. I try to think of a different, better way to say it. But I'll have, I'll use it, yeah. and so people know what I'm talking about. Won't be such a mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. They're 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 a you know a mark. You know they're buying into the 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 nonsensical side of you know their own character. They're basically mm-hmm. believing their own hype. You know, you know what I mean? Like things like that. They don't last long. In wrestling, at no. least, you know, they're kind of the ones that develop the egos, and they have to go away at some point. So, yeah, I I don't know a better way to put it either, but yeah. um, just remember, at the end of the day, you're all team players wearing the same jersey. That's kind of the best way to put it. But yeah. knowing your crowd, <laughs> what you just said, knowing your audience, which is something Aaron and I have discussed multiple times, like that can come from that can, number one. That can come from if you're not the first match on the show. That can come from you chilling and like watching the crowd during the other matches. Like, hey, yeah. I can learn something about this audience. But you know what? If you really want to be a great team player, you do your homework and you ask. You go in there and you go, "How is this crowd? Do they like? Do they like wrestling? Do they like brawling? Do they like comedy? Maybe I should have a comedy match tonight." Like, yeah. you know, like you can find these things out, guys, by just asking. Don't just be like, "I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do." 
you know, my, my whatever, my crazy balls to the wall, 900 miles an hour match, no matter what, doesn't matter. I don't care if the fans like it or not. I'll have the tape, I'll have the video. Like, I, I don't know, guys, you gotta, you gotta realize that every audience is not the same. No, 100%. Yeah. You know, some guys I've seen go out there and think, oh, man, this is going to be the crowd that I get, that I see on AEW on yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah, at sure. All Out. Sure. Or this is the crowd that I see at PWG. Yeah. Oh, man, they're just chanting, I'm, I'm, this is awesome yeah, in the I'm first awesome. three minutes. The whole time, yeah. And guess what? Yeah. There's crickets. Nothing, yep. yeah. And they're like, well, what happened? That's like, you know your crowd. Didn't, you go didn't out there. Attention. They don't like it when you don't pay attention to them you have to be able to pivot our crowd is very selfish yes (laughs) and rightfully so everyone's selfish yes (laughs) they have needs that they want yes they they want you know fulfilled not everywhere is going to be i and i love that you said that there's been many times i've been at a show and i've watched it and i'm like hey come here we're changing our entire match yeah we're going to do this this and this yeah because what we had planned is not going to work. It's with not going to work. Yeah. And I never forget, I, I was working a guy and he just would not change. And we went out there and there was nothing. And I just looked right and said, yeah. "Know your crowd," and you know, but no, definitely know your crowd. Be professional. To dependable. Oh my gosh, Absolutely. that's the number yeah. one. And have a great attitude. Be dependable. I have one more question. I think on the on booking talent. So. You got. I know you said you planned this out, so you have guys booked for a while, right? Sure, you start down sure. the road, yeah. and then you got your storylines yeah. uh, to work up to. But if you got a if you got a guy that's green, he's fresh, he's trying to get booked. What do you want that guy that you maybe have never seen or never heard of? How do you want him to contact you? What information yeah. do you need to possibly give him an opportunity, him or her an opportunity? Back in the day, it was phone calls, yeah. but now since we got social media. Pretty much everyone's got social media. Um, I'm more of an email guy, text guy, uh, social media messenger. Um, if you're on social media, Facebook yeah. messenger. You know, and a lot of things, and I hope everybody realizes this, a lot of places of employment, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, who is this? Well, let's take a look at their page. Right, and you can kind of gauge on what kind of person this is. Yeah. Oh, okay, well... Don't bring this up because he's not a fan of this. Or don't, um, yeah. you, you know, stuff like that. It's like, that's your job interview. <laughs> I'm going to immediately do that with anyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Facebook Messenger is great because that way it's so much easier. That is a, it's a yeah. pain in the rear tool, but social media can be a very it's useful tool. Use it properly. It's, it's valuable. valuable. Yes. Especially, you know, you, this, your guys' page. Yeah. I, I wish when I was first starting, I wish you okay. guys were there. <laughs> I wish I had. That's this. why we're here. Same. I'm the same uh, way. Because like, there's yeah. so much things I've changed just by listening to this. I'm like, no, he's right. That that what I used to do back then was stupid. Um, you know, yeah. I was like that. Uh, when they when they but, so going back to what Aaron was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they contact you, um, regardless of where they contact you, is there anything like? Number one, is there is there something you don't like about the way people approach you? And but number two, like, is there something you ask for from them? Are you wanting? I know you're gonna you're gonna check their social media. It looks great. You know they're not they're not doing anything too crazy. But are you looking for something specific? I mean, I, I've yeah. I've talked about on this podcast multiple times that no promoter wants you to send them a 45 minute match and <laughs> expect you to watch yeah. it. Like it's not gonna happen. Yeah. So um, um, what are you looking for? What do you want them to send you? Honesty. Yeah. 
Um, if you're green as grass, you've only Let been you doing know. this for yeah. a year. Yeah. Um, hey, man, I'm just starting out. Right. Uh, I, I know my basics. Yes. If you know your basics, I can work with that. Right. Okay, and basics is bumping, uh, selling, uh, uh, hit toss, arm drag, body slam, right. um, chain wrestling a little bit. Come on. Um, yeah. Let them be honest. Yeah. Let me know what you know. If and if you've been, oh man, I've been doing this for twenty years. Okay, great. Right. Um, I'm open. I'm here to learn. I'm. I, I continuously yes. here to learn continuously. Whatever your company needs, I'd like the opportunity to come down. I've got a character. I've kind of got ideas. If you think this would be useful for your company, mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm here to be part of the team. Always got a lot of uh, positive feedback from promoters or bookers when they uh, they asked me if I was a heel or a babyface, and I told them whatever you need tonight. Yes. Like you know, like that's. Yes. That's that's always a valuable bit of information, guys. Don't be so locked in one setting or the other. As I've told you on this podcast multiple times, like you should be practicing in your freaking car the way you would cut a promo. <laughs> uh, take a promo yeah. and cut it as a baby face and then cut it as a heel. And I know that might sound crazy to some people, but like trust me, it can be done. Just pivot a little bit. Sometimes yeah. the only difference between being a baby face and a heel is whether you direct your insults and anger towards the crowd or towards your opponent so like that can oftentimes be the subtle difference in that so yeah. always be prepared to go either way guys like don't ever be like man if a, if a booker if i reached out to a booker said hey i want to work on your show and he said all right awesome um i i really need a a good baby face in this uh in an opener and i'm like oh well i'm sorry but i'm a heel i'm always a heel i don't do baby face ever that guy's probably not going to be no. on the show that night man I can already tell that he's pretty close-minded to any kind of new idea. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Be open to try yeah, anything, anything that the promoter asks you for. Because you at the end of the day, if you're going to work for somebody, I would like to try this. Right. Okay, give me time, and let's see what we can do. Right. If you have a good, open-minded promoter, be like, okay, because I've been pretty good about that. I'm like, yeah. okay, let's do this for a couple months, and let's try it. Let's try it. Try new things, but don't just come in there and tell me, well, this is what I'm going to do. Right. Don't come to a promoter and go, this is what I'm going to do. I'm doing this. Yes. And you're like, no, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> well, do that at home because you're not, not going to be in yeah. Telequal on October either. 14th. <laughs> well, man, I don't know. I, I kind of – that whole bit right there is is the most valuable information I think I wanted to get out there today. So I think this is honestly a good place to start wrapping this up. I yeah. love that, guys. Um when you're reaching out to a promoter, I mean, keep that stuff in mind. Number one, you be kind. You know, I mean, you got to be reliable if you agree to go there. Present yourself, be respectful, and I mean, ultimately, be willing to try new things. I mean, you can have good conversations if something isn't necessarily what you want. Mm-hmm. But I, again, all stuff I've said before, but I love saying it in front of an actual booker promoter. Like, if 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 there's something not going your way. If you don't like the angle or the story or whatever that you're being given, the match you're being given, the role you're being given, and your only answer to that is, no, I'm not going to do it, then you don't work there anymore. No. Now, if you can come to him with with valuable information and a willingness to be like, hey, I know you wanted to do this, <laughs> but can we please, like, what do you think about this? Because when you just complain about stuff, you're just a complainer. Yeah. Like, you have no solutions so think about that, guys. You need to be providing value, and that might mean you need to, if you don't like what you're doing, well, then present some new idea. And you know what? If you present it in a respectful way, the promoter might like it. I mean, you yes. know, it can happen. I've, trust me, I've been there. I, 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 that's ultimately how I 
earned um, Brad himself and many promoters respect and freedom to do stuff on my own is is because they knew I was reliable and ultimately I wanted the company to succeed. Yeah. Like that's all that really matters at the end of the day. So communication. Yeah, it's communication. And that's uh, and good good communication. That's what too. it all comes down to, man. And so but yeah, guys, if you're one out there, just be honest, open minded, don't don't be stuck on one thing like no. Right. Come on. I liked I like going to other companies. I was a heel one place, face another place. Yes. Gave me some cool freedom and stuff like that. That was fun. You so. have to get your reps in. It's just like the gym, guys. Absolutely. It's, you gotta get your reps in or you're not gonna know what's going on. So hopefully so. guys, if you guys listen to this, hopefully I helped you out. Hey, I think there's some good information in there and for sure. Like yeah. I said, I've been around twenty years, I've seen some stuff. Right. If you guys are on the Facebook page, on the mm-hmm. group, hey, shoot me a message. Hey I, I'm more than happy to do. I'd love conversation. That's what we all. It's what it's all about: communication, conversation, and being respectful. Um, his name is Brad Eubanks. Look him up on Facebook. Send him. A, you know, you're a pro wrestler. You want to work in Tahlequah, Oklahoma? That's your man. You want to talk to. So send him a message on Facebook Messenger or wherever you need to. Also join our private Facebook group at How to Become a Pro Wrestler, where you can speak to him or Aaron or myself directly. You can tag us right in there. United Wrestling Entertainment yeah. is his company. It has its own Facebook page. Go give them a like and a follow, guys. Please do so. You'll see me there every once in a while if you want to uh, see my uh, smiling face on some of the <laughs> flyers. They're few and far between nowadays, but you know, you never know when I might pop up somewhere. So you can come check out UWE every single month right here in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. They are running shows. Um, Brad, thank you so much for coming on yeah, today. Man, we appreciate I, it. I am honored to be here. This was fun. It feels like we barely scratched the surface, by the yeah, way. I feel I, like we could keep going for another hour, but that just means, you know yeah. what, you're local enough to where I could probably get you in here you're, almost any time. So. I'll have me every time. I see you I'll take almost advantage every day. Of it. So. Yes, I'll take advantage <laughs> of it for sure. Well, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we can teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.